YouTube has to offer. We're all about everything thumbs up worthy. You keep going all about it. Alright, give a sh- whatever. Uncovering the biggest hits, stars, and must-see videos direct from YouTube. Hey, what's up? It's Bethany Moda. Hey, this is Mike Tompkins. Hi, I'm Zara Larson. Hello, we are Lucas Graham. This your boy Flo Hey podcasters, Marty and Michael here with you on uh, YouTube Hits. This, of course, isn't the radio show. You've clicked on the podcast. Well done. Well, I don't think they would have clicked on radio option. I'm not, I'm not sure many people click on Could radio. Could have on the radio app. Downloaded the radio app, expecting us to hear us on air right now. Who knows, we might be on air right now, but right now, you're listening to us in a podcast. The it's, more, all, it's all very confusing for me. The more serious of the audio mediums. A podcast. Yeah. You think podcasts are serious? Dude, can you even believe we have a podcast? It's very simple. Processes sort of just record. Very simple, but very serious. Why? I don't get how The podcast world? Well, once you step into it, better be wearing a suit. I'm wearing shorts. Better have the top five tips of how to live your life better. I don't know what podcast you've been listening to. My one is... Better interview someone about the way they live their life. What are their life hacks? Find out in my podcast. Life hacks? Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're doing TED Talks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think you've confused YouTube TED Talks for podcasts. <laughs> my favorite podcast is where four dudes t- watch the movie uh, Mall Cop, no, Grown Ups 2, every day for a year, and they commentate over it every single day. Okay, different interests. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> the, I can't believe that's a podcast. It's called The Worst Idea in the World. Okay, there brilliant. we go. Okay, there we go. It anyway. Is- we are not the worst podcast in the world. We have g Easy right now for you. Straight out of the Bay Area. Mm. Enjoy. And if you stick around for the whole podcast, you will be hearing Unlikely. from Zendaya. Very good. Uh, we got Troy Sivan's show in New York. We've got Nick Kelly over there as a correspondent. We've got Jenna McDougal from Tonight Alive, Nicole mm-hmm. Miller. whole bunch of stuff. Enjoy. Here's g Easy. As always, we like to have a special guest with us in studio. And tonight, it is none other than g Easy. Welcome to the show, brother. Yeah. It's I'm good to have here, you. Man. You just came from New Zealand. I should be saying brew. Welcome, yeah, brother. In the Bay, we say brebra. Brebra? Yeah, yeah. Education with Jeezy here. This uh, is Bay Area yeah. slang. That's right. Yeah, when Bay Area it... slang, which, you know what I mean? Uh, you've been part of that scene for a long time now, and the Bay Area's yeah. got such a great history of hip-hop. Yeah. You know, with yeah. Mac Dre. and E-40, too yeah, short. The whole yeah. Fizz scene. Sneak. Was your first LP the, the Epidemic? I mean, yeah, that was, wow, like 2009. Yeah. yeah if you oh, I did some searching. Yeah. We, we got some treats for you. Yeah. <laughs> Was that era uh, for you, was that like when you first started out and you first started figuring out how to produce, get in the lab? Or were, yeah. Were you following off, I guess, the early 2000s scene? What started I got started in like 04, 05, 06. And culturally, like in the Bay Area, there was a movement called the Hyphy Movement going on. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a big record called Tell Me When To Go off an album called My Ghetto Report Card. Basically, that album, it just captured a moment in time. You know, in the Bay Area, uh, the energy of it, you know what I mean? Like, culturally, what was going on. Yeah. That was a bad thing. And, yeah, no, I mean, that definitely inspired me as a youth. You know what I mean? Seeing, you know, a hero of where I'm from in the Bay Area, you know, his music traveled to the whole universe. But I've been at it a long, long time. Well, yeah, fast forward to today, that is a a fair span that you've been putting the work in. At what stage did you have to look yourself in the mirror and go, I know that maybe, like, people aren't noticing in the right places right now, but I'm going to push through? 
it was it was just about that just confidence in self you know never falling out of love with it with the dream and uh always chasing it and um and just putting the work in you can hear that in the track one of, is it one of those or one of these one of those one of them one of them my bad uh with big sean one of that one of one of this one, one of the uh, many one of these <laughs> well, he one says it, you know you got a rolly you got one of yeah, them now yeah. uh and it's all about sort of coming from oh that's a real rolex yeah yeah, nice. I don't think rappers are allowed to wear. Well, this is a real Casio. Ah, so. wow, respect. Yeah, bling, bling, bling. nice, nice. No watch club over here. Just yeah. you know, <laughs> using my phone. Um, <laughs> and in that track, it's really interesting because you say, you know, when the bus pass wasn't working for you and you made it happen, you've been there. You know, you you had a tough upbringing. Mm. Does that drive you to be who you are now in terms of Absolutely. getting the Raris, getting you know all the millions? Yeah, I mean, when you don't when you don't grow up with it, you know what I mean. It's like nothing's just handed to you or, or delivered overnight or nothing like that. You have to go out there and earn it my mom she told me when i was growing up you know when i got to be 13 14 like old enough to work if i wanted something i had to go out there and earn it myself and get a job and i had a job from you know as early as i could so that's just basically i mean it's been the drive all along is never having a fallback never having a plan b anything you want in life you got to go out there and earn it well grace saw the other collaboration that you got to have with australian singer have you had a chance to perform with her on stage in a live setting yet i have how what yeah. was that like i mean first and foremost she's incredible i mean she has a gift yeah mm, well the truly. family's gifted they're a yeah, the family, family. Is, is incredibly <laughs> gifted yeah. and uh you know she just has that kind of voice it's phenomenal and met through a mutual friend he asked me to come to the studio to listen to her music and to meet her you know and i was in town and i was like for sure anything uh got there and when that song played i just knew it yeah you know? like this is and for her to be able to handle a record like that i mean that's yeah. a classic timeless yeah. piece of music that's right so for her to young white you australian know, girl being yeah. able to hold those notes yeah to take that on mm. and then to kill it you know it was it was dope this is youtube hits g-easy he is much cooler than us yep very cool very cool guy yeah like i was Overly outcooled. I just felt so uncool. Yabba <laughs> You know what I mean? Yabba da 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 I love those kind yabba of things. Mean? It's It's great to hear the way that accents allow you to communicate in such a cool way. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Uh, this girl, you're not probably, probably not going to struggle with her accent. Jenna McDougal. Uh, she speaks Australian. Yeah. Uh, she's from Tonight Alive. She's over in Milwaukee at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, she's doing a big U.S. tour. Uh, the band's been up to some crazy stuff. So we talked to her on the day. Yeah, this is the uncut album. Yeah, we chat. Ta- we talked to her on the day she released her album, Limitless. Oh, yes, and she got deep. Yeah, it's good. Have a listen. Jenna McDonald from Tonight Alive. We have a guest back on the show tonight that we'd like to introduce you to. It is Jenna from Tonight Alive and Limitless. Her album, her band's album, has just come out. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. It feels good. You're playing in Milwaukee tonight. This must be an incredible day for you, incredible 24 hours. Are you the type to like wake up and check all the reviews of your album immediately? Um, No, I don't go looking for things. If, if nice things pop up, I'm definitely there. But, um, so you only read the good ones? I don't know. I'll take it all in. But <laughs> it's been a long time coming, so definitely, yeah, definitely. I guess I'll have my eyes peeled. I always think you probably just care more about what your fans think. Is that what you're looking out for more? I don't know. I, I know how I feel about it, and that's and it's a positive feeling. I feel really fulfilled and satisfied by the record, and we've been touring it for the last six or seven weeks, and I don't know. I've, I'm, I'm actually the happiest I've ever been, so um, I don't think much can shake that right now, and I just I do hope that people enjoy it, um, but I know regardless of that that I'm, I'm pretty satisfied. 
Now, you say you're the happiest you've ever been. Uh, does that include the fact that you're on a tour bus in a toilet at the moment? <laughs> You know what? Yeah, it definitely doesn't take away from the fact it's very, very cold. Hang on, what? You're in a toilet? I'm in the shower room. Is that the only way you can get a respite from the noise that is a punk band? It is definitely the only private moment you have on tour. Everywhere else is a public domain. Actually, yeah, I've got to think about that. You're a girl in a, in a band full of guys. Is living on the tour bus, is that mm. is that just the stinkiest thing in the whole world? Stinkiest? Yeah, the stinkiest. Um, Surprisingly not. The boys are great. Um, we, we burn incense. We have a humidifier with oils going on. So oh, girl! Have, yeah, I know. I've got it sorted, guys. When did you work that out as a band? I feel like that's something that might have come a bit later. That's right. Yes, you're correct. <laughs> the Hertz <laughs> minibus around probably Australia did. probably didn't have incense. Windows limited. Yeah, so you've got to be um, pretty on onto it with that. Okay, so how's the tour across the States been? Uh, and the UK tour is kicking off also. How are you gearing up for that? Well, not to correct you, but it's the other way around. We've just started the US. and um, oh, just started the US? Yeah, and we just finished, just finished the UK, yeah. But, um, yeah, it was, UK and Europe was so good. It's just kind of like we started in Australia in January. We did the Unified Festival and we did a couple of shows. Um, I just feel like I'm living what I've... What, uh, practicing what I preach and I'm just kind of living what all the things I've written about on our record I, I just feel really like I've been honest with myself and um, I'm not really filtering or modifying anything for anyone else's like comfort level anymore I'm just um, I'm just doing it my way and, and and as a band we've done it our way with this record so touring that is like it's like writing something down and then going and doing it so um very, very happy at this point. Well, I think we can actually, I mean, we can tell that by just talking to you right now. I mean, you've released the record. You're happy with it. That's all that matters. Uh, you know, you've, you sort of sound like you've found a piece. And it does take a few albums to do that. Uh, and, I mean, sometimes it takes five, six, seven for you guys. Mm. What are the, it's only three or so? Three? This is the third record, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's... This is cool. Definitely. Early on yeah, in your career. I mean, thank you. Well, sometimes we think about it and eight years is, is kind of a lifespan for some bands. So, we were like... Not that not that we see the end coming anytime soon, but it was like our third record. What are we going to do that's going to count? You know, in the future for us, is I mean, in ten years, is this is what we're going to is what we're doing now going to matter to us then? And I, I really wanted to make something timeless in that way, at least for us, but also for our fans. What are you most excited for your fans to hear on this album? Either a theme or a song. Um, I'm really excited about a song called "We Are." And um, it's kind of, I think it was underrated, like, leading up to recording the album. But um, the lyrics on that, I'm really proud of them. It's kind of, <laughs> here we are going deep again, but it's, it's about heightening your consciousness and your awareness to yourself and your relationships still to the world around you and stuff. So I, I've never written about stuff like that where before I really felt like I didn't have the right or the education or it wasn't my place. But... Um, I don't know, I've just been trying to learn as much as I can about my effect on the world and, like, just the butterfly effect of every choice we make. And that song, yeah, is inspired by that. Well, yeah, and, and like we said before, it takes it takes bands a while to be able to find that comfort and that confidence in being able to talk about deep things. You know, heavy bands like yourself, you know, yeah. when Parkway started, they were just singing about waves and just metal. But now they're talking about, <laughs> you know, the ocean and everything around that. Same with Amity. You know, Joel Birch, when he started, was just writing about, 
you know, the ocean, and now it's all about, you know, helping kids get through oh depression. Oh, my God, stop. You know, he was just yelling like a seagull, and now he's saying some real deep stuff. And you're the same. It, ta- <laughs> it takes a while to get some depth uh, and some confidence in you going, you know what, these kids can actually benefit from my opinion and what I have to say. And that's a really good place as a songwriter to be. Yeah, thank you. I, I've really always envied bands that have, you know, they're quite, like, at a mature, more mature age, maybe even at 25, kind of in between where we are now, if they've just put out a first record and they've, they've figured a lot more out um, as, you know, as young adults and then created a record. And I've always envied that, but I do love that we have a lot of history with our music and it goes back to songs that I wrote in like a year nine math class. Like, <laughs> I mean... Uh, uh, I hate my mum, I hate my dad. <laughs> yeah. So, things have changed. I did see that uh, Spider-Man made an appearance at one of your shows recently <laughs> on stage because uh, you guys got to score the last uh, Spider-Man movie and have a track on there. Was, is, it, is that been happening a lot? Yes, actually. Like Maybe every few nights on the tour, someone will be in a Spider-Man costume and if we can, we'll get them to crowd surf up and get on stage. So that particular guy was in Scotland and he came to about three or four shows over the UK tour and it was really cool. That's sick. Really That's made great. an effort and he was tough. I don't know, he was so stoked. Like he was surprised that we did it, but we, I mean, we went and it was really cool. Thank you so much for joining us on the show tonight on YouTube. It's congratulations on the release of your third album, Limitless. Everyone listening, go get it right now. Thank you so much, Jenna McDougall. This is YouTube Hits. Always a pleasure to chat to Jenna. She's always very kind, always happy to receive a phone call from us. Um, and I just hope their tour goes splendidly. Sounds like it's going good so far. Yeah, she's an excellent tops human, so I'm glad she's having the time of her life. I'm still, cra- I just still think it's crazy that they had a song on Spider-Man 3. Was it's it? it's was crazy. That, it was ma- massive. Might not have been Spider- Spider-Man 2. 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of the new franchise. No, no, the, the one that came out in like 2009, wasn't it? Nah, the, remember there was the Tobey Maguire one, and then uh, the other guy, Andrew something... Came out. Uh, Andrew Redmayne? Andrew Garfield. Garfield. Yeah, yeah. And I dug it, but... Uh, Spider-Man 2, yes. I feel yes. like they've never really nailed Spider-Man. A lot of people didn't like Toby, but I, I liked him. I quite liked Toby Maguire. Yeah. He was really sort of unassuming. Hey. Yes? There's a question. Okay, what? If you guys... I mean, we did, we, I know we didn't tease this at the beginning of the podcast, but where the hell is Toby Maguire? These days? Yeah. Well, I'm probably sleeping on a bed of money surrounded by beautiful women. I don't know, dude. What? I mean, I know he was, he started, I mean, he was, he was big young. So like he was a child actor. Something sort of leads me to believe he's fallen off the wagon. Well, he's 40 years old now. Yeah. Long time of the game. Yeah. The great, oh wait, the great Gatsby. He was in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but, but really ask yourself, right? Where the hell is Toby Maguire these days, you know? He was in the great Gatsby. I think that was only... Uh, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Anything since though? Porn Sacrifice, 2014. That was a good movie. Yeah? Yeah. When did that come out? 2014. Okay. <laughs> okay. But where has he been since then? Uh, <laughs> That's what you got to ask yourself. God, I hate you. Uh, right now, we have one of the biggest pop acts, well, pop artists uh, in the world. She is going to blow up this year. She's just done a track with Chris Brown. Her name is Zendaya. She is beautiful, talented, smart, opinionated. And we're having a chat with her right now. Joining us all the way from LA, it is Zendaya. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Can I just start off by saying you are looking amazing right now. Your new haircut is on fleek. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Um, We'd like to 
switch it up every other day. I'm digging it. But you also have your own Barbie at the moment, and it's got a different hairstyle. I think we need to see the new one come out. <laughs> well, you know, it depends on how I feel. We don't know. It kind of just, you know, we just like to go with the flow. You're a flexible I lady. Don't honestly, no. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the new track uh, with Chris Brown. This is an exciting collab, and also it's great for those like me who may be a little bit older and remember TLC's Bang a Creep. How did this all come about? Um, honestly, you know, it was really everything just kind of happened very naturally. I, obviously, I had the song for a while, and, you know, obviously I was obsessed with it, in love with it, especially because of that TLC creep reference. That is just a song that I think is a classic song. Um, and basically, when I met Chris, I brought my parents, and I was like, hey, bro, like I just want you to be honest and tell me which song you like, and I want you to pick the one that you want to be on. And that is the one that he picked, and it just happened that like it was the song that I wanted him to be on anyway, and I wanted to be my first single. So everything just happened really, I feel like, naturally and honestly and Everything just, you know, works. Well, uh, for the new video, something new, we know you can dance, Zendaya. We know Chris Brown can dance. Is there a film clip coming soon? Oh, we've got to like, see something. Is Breezy going to jump in and you guys going to do something? Sp- I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I mean, there's definitely some great collabs, I think, on my next album. I can't say anything yet. <laughs> you can't say anything about the video? The video? Like, surely, Isn't on. there a shoot plan? <laughs> come on! All I can say is that the video is done. Oh. <laughs> and now it's just the editing phase. You know? uh, okay, so we'll be seeing it soon. We're excited about that. No doubt you're going to bring the fire. That's going to be sick. <laughs> uh, we're about to play it out to the whole country. I know that you said five years ago, I think I, I saw an interview where you said you, you one of your dream collaborators would be Chris Brown. It's pretty amazing that it has happened. I mean, definitely. I just, I'm, I'm very lucky. You know, I, I, I've been in a position where I've been able to do what I love and also be able to work with some people that I, you know, can really learn and grow from. So I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited. Who is, if you were to say, bucket list name to be able to collab with, who would that be? I'm going to go with Beyonce as, oh. as one of my number ones because, I mean, I've always been obsessed with her. I mean, from the beginning. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's Beyonce, people. I don't think and there's anyone right now that isn't a in part of the VIs. No. Oh, man, I'm getting sweaty just thinking about that collab. That would be absolutely amazing. <laughs> well, one of the things that uh, I guess, you know, we're over here in Australia, so we're not at the forefront of what's happening in America right now, but uh, I've seen so many, I guess, great pictures shared on Twitter uh, about how important someone like you uh, you are to, I guess, young African-American girls uh, with, uh, you know, that dress you wore where you had your hair in the locks and it just got shared everywhere and it had that picture of that young girl dressing up like you because they didn't have these, I guess, celebrity role models to look up to. How does that make you feel being so young and being such, I guess, a, a real model for these uh, young women across America? I mean, it's amazing for me. I mean, it's, um, it's a responsibility, of course, but, you know, it's a, it's a blessing. I don't take it as anything negative. Some people, like, take that as a negative thing. For me, you know, just the, the fact that I'm able to play a um, positive role in a young person's life and maybe you know, help them find their inner, you know, whatever, or help them um, grow as as human beings and become better and love themselves. Like, why wouldn't I want to have that responsibility? Why wouldn't I want to be a part of, you know, a part of that journey for somebody? For you know, sure. that's a great thing for me.
I'm, I'm lucky to be in that position. Yeah, well, you're doing a great job of it, so uh, massive kudos. Thank you, thank you. Uh, we also saw you perform at the pre-Oscar party uh, of Finding Neverland was this track that you chose. It sort of shows you in a different light. Do you like attempting to do different musical styles? I mean, this is a Broadway song. Definitely, I mean, it's different. It's definitely not what I'm doing as far as my music career. You know, everything I'm doing is more R&B, and that's like my love and everything and my passion, but... You know, it's fun to do different things and be versatile and give people something, um, I guess you could say, like, give people a taste of, like, the different things that you can do. And why not, you know, push yourself and mm. push yourself to try new things? Like, that's, that's, that's a good thing. You should not limit yourself. Could we see you do, like, a hip-hop version of Wicked? Oh, that's already Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> so we're not going to see you on Broadway stages anytime soon? I reckon that'd be right. That'd be so sick. You on hey, Les Mis? To be honest, Broadway is like the hardest. Like, yeah. That is really, really difficult. I mean, you have to think like how many times a day they do the performances and you have to be in like great physical shape. And yeah. it's just, it's hard. <laughs> well, um, it's no joke. I have friends who are on um, Broadway and it is not easy at all. So do not forget that name and don't mispronounce it Zendaya, not Zendaya, Zendia or Cynthia. No, she doesn't like that. <laughs> um, yeah, remember that name. She's going to, yeah, I definitely got my eye on that one. She's going to blow up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right now. Like a young Rihanna. No, she's not like a young Rihanna at all, in my opinion. She's more like a bloody uh, Selena Gomez, I think. She's the same age as her. Mm. <laughs> no, Selena so Gomez is like young Selena. <laughs> no, no, because she's. I think she's got a different style. Rihanna's more like Caribbean and sort of bad girl. I don't think Zendaya does that whole bad girl thing. I don't reckon. <laughs> what? Like she doesn't do like super sexual film clips like Rihanna does because Rihanna's sort of that's her thing. All right, let's put on the call it board uh, for our podcast listeners who don't listen to the radio show necessarily. We have a call it board in the studio. Okay. Uh, at the moment, it's, it's got a lot of stuff on it. No, it's got, no, it's got one thing. It's <laughs> okay. got Shy Carter, bring it back to be added to radio within four months. Yeah, that's not an looking obscure good. reference to a <laughs> unknown song. My, my uh, reference is Shy Carter to have a nice year and buy himself a car. Yeah, so the caller board is there <laughs> so that we can refer to it later on in the year and go, see, I told you so. So what are you saying about Zendaya? What I'm saying is the new video clip that comes out, yep. when it does drop, okay. something new with Chris Brown, her new song, uh-huh. I guarantee... Guarantee. Guarantee. It will be risque. Okay, that's too subjective. No one risque. As risque as say like umbrella or like uh ponder replay. Ponder replay, she wasn't sexy then. That wasn't when she did bad girl replay. Uh, bad, bad girl re re. Yeah, well the girl's nineteen. I'm not rude saying boy. like she's what about about rude to, boy? Like... Rude boy to me is sexy. I don't okay, think it's... rude boy. Okay? Yeah. Alright. We'll get the scientists to have a look at the video. Called it. You've no. Got... Object it's a subjective view. Okay. Sexy is, really. Yeah, I know. Like, How are we going to do this? Saudi Arabia are going to call something sexy that, you know, the Caribbean will not. <laughs> anyway, right now we've got Nicole Miller. She's got a new track out, Tremble. You'll know her from the voice in uh, Peking Ducks High, which is one of the best dance songs ever made in Australia. Uh, here it is, Nicole Miller. She joins us right now. Nicole, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing okay. Now, I'll just quickly clarify for the people. The track that they may have heard you on that just blew up, one of the greatest tracks ever made in Australian dance music, <laughs> is Peking Ducks High. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Such a nice compliment. Oh, Michael actually referred to it as one of the greatest dance tracks Australia's ever made. I'm okay with that. 
I am definitely okay with that. Thank you. <laughs> I was a good way for you to kind of break out onto the scene before that because a lot of people may not have discovered what you had done. But now you are a solo artist in your own right, bringing out your own music. We're playing Tremble across the country tonight. Uh, but I did see that you got to perform with Troy Sivan recently. Yeah, that was amazing. I got called in very last minute um, because the girl had fallen sick that was meant to perform. Yeah. And that's um, – who was that again? Gordy? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. And how was that experience? Because you've performed with some big acts, but probably no one with the hype that Troy Sivan has. Hall boy's got some hype. He's a hype man. Oh, yeah. His fans are on a whole nother level. <laughs> they're, they're very um, supportive. I think they're a, a good fan group to have, you know, jump on your bandwagon too. Did you get the sense being performing in front of that kind of crowd that the fever pitch was a lot higher? Definitely a lot higher. I could just say any, like anything, just say hi, and everyone would scream. So. What, what do you think of Troy? <laughs> yeah. Um. Now I want to know. Let's talk logistics and quantifiable metrics. What was the difference you had from doing the show the day before and doing the show after? Was there like a huge jump in your socials? Was there a huge jump in in your views? Yeah, there actually was. <laughs> It was Sick. amazing. You'd better hope that, actually. He's got like two. I had a few fan pages as well. What? what? <laughs> That's so sick. Was that like, is that a surreal experience for you, you know, doing, being a regular musician and, and then breaking over to that sort of YouTube fandom that uh, he's got? Definitely. I've never had people cry, to, like, cry when they meet me before, so that was something new. Whoa. Very emotional group of fans. They're so amazing. supportive. We love Troy's fans. Yeah, they're amazing. Well, you're going back out on a tour uh, starting... Uh, in two weeks, I think, on the March 11th in Perth, and you're going all the way through to the 30th of April. That's a big tour to embark on. Uh, how much are you looking forward to it? Yeah, I'm stoked. It's my first headline show, um, so it's. I'm a little bit nervous, but I'm very excited. You're actually playing in Melbourne uh, on my birthday, so I'll be coming to see you, so you better not stuff up. Ah, oh, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no just pressure. watching like a hawk going, hit every note. The, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you, may not, you may not be uh, – th this might be your first headline show, but you're no stranger to touring. I know that you've uh, toured with Peking Dark and seen some incredible videos and photos of what that is like. In your words, what's a Peking do uh, Duck tour like? Wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just... wild. They are How do you keep up with those boys? Or do you? I don't know if I can. No. Like, I, I think I need some sleep. <laughs> whenever whenever we interview Peking Duck, we just, usually like when we interview people, we'll write ideas up on the board about what we talk about. With them, we just go, whatever happens. Yeah. Whatever happens. I think happens. last time we just had a beer with them. And then they took their pants off. Yeah. 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 Yep, that <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> YouTube hits. We are absolutely flying the flag of Nicole Miller right now. We love the new song. In fact, all the new songs that we've, we've heard from her in the last couple of months. So remember that name and make sure you go see her when she goes on her first ever headline tour. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right now, though, is a guy that you would probably have to struggle and fight and push people to get tickets to his tour. Ugh. This guy is... Hot property. He's the best. Troy Sivan. We love him. Everybody's so proud of him. He has done so much good stuff uh, from being just a little small boy. Uh, and <laughs> From Perth. From Perth. Hacking away. Hacking away. Being being on Wolverine, which was quite a big movie, to be honest. <laughs> Starring in a movie with Stephen Fry, which was also quite a fairly big role, to be totally honest. Spud. Uh, so he's just started to do a, a, a string of shows. 
And this yeah. is the first one that he did in New York. At we Webster did have Hall. a cor- we did have a correspondent who I love referring to as our correspondent. A correspondent <laughs> makes us sound so legit, dude. <laughs> yes, like uh, Nick Kelly was over there during the show, and um, we had a chat to him. Have a listen to Troy Sivan's live show. Yeah, here he is performing wild. <laughs> Incredible performance there, but he also did Happy Little Pill. You can't help but get a serious case of FOMO listening to that. But uh, we have a friend that actually went, went along to the concert. Yeah, we've got him on right now. How was the show? I cannot even begin to describe what just happened. Sounds like you've lost your voice already. I sang along to all 15 songs that he performed live. When he was in Australia, the songs were just incredible. But taking it to a next level here, he performed basically everything off the Blue Neighbourhood album, including all the bonus tracks. Uh, Betty Who got up to perform Heaven with him. Um, There were so many little surprises, so many little additions to every song. And that crowd is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Australia has a lot to live up to. Now, you are Australian and you have, I mean... Seeing New Yorkers get behind Troy, was that just like a really wow, like super proud moment? It was an incredible moment. Like seeing him in the middle of New York City with two sold out shows at the same venue. And this venue fit like more than anywhere, any venue in Australia has fit Troy Sivan in the past. Yeah, Webster Hall, huge venue. I know, like you hear about it with all these like celebrities and stuff. And then our little boy Troy is performing at Webster Hall two nights in a row, both already sold out. The vibe was just incredible. It kind of felt like home though. Like it actually felt like everyone there was there for the same reason. And that's the kind of vibe you get in Australia as well. And yeah. What a special performance tonight, guys. Did he have a message for all his fans while he was up there knowing that it is a kind of momentous occasion? He couldn't believe that everything had come from, like, Perth and, like, living in the, in, you know, the suburbs and bringing it to the biggest city in the world to perform to fans he never knew he even had. Like, that was the real message that came away from tonight. Well, it sounds like you've lost your voice, but thank you so much for calling us tonight on YouTube here. It's a big part of it. I'm eating some New York pizza right now. It tastes very, very good. (laughs) Enjoy it. Mate, thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. This is YouTube Hits. Hopefully you'll be hearing more from our correspondent, Nick Kelly. Uh, thank you for that coverage. We wish we had have been there. Would have been great to have witnessed that firsthand. But I would have freaked out. I would have freaked out, dude. Yeah. That would have been amazing. Being in New awesome. York, seeing Troy Sivan. Oh, I, I mean, I would have gone to like a basketball game after that, maybe. Maybe yeah, you and I could have gone to a hot dog, got a pretzel. Gone, gone to the Brooklyn Center, whatever The New called. York Knicks I probably would have preferred to go see. The Brooklyn Nets are not a cool team. Yeah, but you might have been able to see Jay-Z. He only goes to Brooklyn Nets games. That's all I'm saying. Maybe Brooklyn are playing New York. Well, the rest of us are just going to have to wait for Troy Sivan to return to Australia for his very own tour. Uh, and hopefully they live up to... Uh, the hype of how the New York Are you show dare went. doubting him? Well, that's just what Nick said. He said uh, Australia's got a lot to live up to. Yeah, well, New York knows how to put on a show. Uh, we know how to put on a podcast. You know how to put on some headphones and listen to it. And together, we're all a happy little family. Thank you very much for joining us in the podcast. We will be back next week, hopefully with Sean Mendes. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, okay. uh, who else do we maybe have? Um, Peking we'll, Duck? We'll go, yeah, I think we'll have Peking, Peking Duck in the podcast. Uh-huh. But let's not give away too, too many other names because we have a lot of interviews Beyonce. On Beyonce. Us. No. I think Taylor Swift is coming in for a quick chat. Oh, and we're going to be playing... And if uh, you don't hear that next week, it's because they... Uh, things no, we had over. to cut them. There's, we had to cut we, them. We had, to we had Toady from Neighbours rocking in and he obviously takes precedence. Of course. YouTube hits. Enjoy. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying words. I'm just saying words. Say ya. YouTube hits. 
YouTube. Hits. <laughs>